Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Consider becoming a Texas Football Insider, our subscription package at TexasFootball.com slash insider. Besides helping to make shows like this possible, you'll also get two magazines, including our legendary summer edition and a year of access to exclusive content on TexasFootball.com. That includes stuff like premium podcasts, our archives. We've got all 60 years of the magazine digitized, recruiting analysis, and must-see insights from the Dave Campbell's Texas football crew. If all of that sounds good to you, consider becoming a Dave Campbell's Texas football insider at texasfootball.com slash insider. That's texasfootball.com slash insider. And thanks for listening. The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk, built by nature. Make sure you catch Texas Football Today live weekdays at noon on texasfootball.com and on Facebook. And if you like the show, subscribe on the podcast vendor of your choice. Give us a positive rating and tell a friend. Yes, yes, y'all. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it's Texas Football Today, an internet program. My name is Greg Tepper. I am the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football a Magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us, whether you're watching us live at texasfootball.com or on Facebook or listening to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I am sitting here, sitting over there at the helm today, making us sound as good as we can. She is the Duchess of the Dorks. She's Ashley Peckle. It's a tough job, but uh, real fast, before we get too far, what was the title of the book that you were talking about? People the Road. The Road. It's called The Road. There you go. It's by Cormac McCarthy. This is not a. This is not an obscure, weirdo book that I read, like a hipstery, weirdo Very book. Very on-brand Tepper this, Yeah, just like a... Move. Yeah, it's not like... It's not like, The hey, lo-fi chill beats of, yeah, of books. Yeah, it's not that... This is not a hipster <laughs> book. This is... This one, the... Pulitzer Prize. <laughs> this is an extremely high-profile book from a very high-profile author, but it is excellent. Anyway, The Road by Cormac McCarthy. Sorry, I, would, I wanted to answer that before we got That's too fine. far and I forgot. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. Today's Friday. Fact. Thank God. <laughs> Today's Friday, October Fact. 23rd, 2020. 34 days till Thanksgiving. Episode 1054. 1054, the number of hits allowed by Rick Helling in his illustrious Texas Rangers career. On to, yeah, do we first fourth of the door? Do you have something to say? Oh, yeah, I was just laughing at comments. Meese and Aaron were going back and forth with each other, saying that the uh, the quality of the show has improved greatly from the sound of the recorder on oh. the uh, Hero mm. of the Week, which mm. make, gave me a good laugh. We mm. do have first four through the door, though. That was you uh, playing the recorder, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, I recorded that myself. That's excellent. Um, it was Miss Terry Adams, Tony Blaylock, oh. Aaron Flynn, and Ed McElroy. Welcome in, fellas, that's and Miss Terry. That's a... That's a... That's an OG crew today. That's yeah, a, that's a very that's a, that's a very old school crew. Mm-hmm. That's not. I'm not calling you old. I'm just saying you guys have been around a long time. We respect. That's it. that's me calling you old, isn't it? Yeah, you've been around the but show. But you're a long old time. as well, though, oh, because yeah. you've been here the whole time. <laughs> yeah, I did a show five <laughs> years ago, and here I am. What am I doing? Right. On today's show, friends, we're going to announce the Mr. Tex Football Player of the Week Award, the Dairy Max Built by Chocolate Milk Assistant Coach of the Week Award, and then we are answering your questions. It is Mailback Friday. We're going till 12:45. When I look up here, I'm looking at the clock. That is also wrong. So, just this show, I swear. How oh, yeah, that's four minutes off. Are you just now noticing this? I, it's you behind produced, me. I don't look. You have produced this show for a year. Yeah, and I look, at, I look forward at my computer 
with the correct clock. I don't turn around like this to look at the big clock. That would be dumb. Work smarter, not harder, Gregory. <sighs> anyway, well, now we'll answer your questions about high school football, college football, recruiting, lifestyle, romance, travel, uh, clocks, don't other Pulitzer Prize-winning novels that I can recommend <laughs> from the past, things like that. So we'll get into all that coming up here. But first, Miss Pickle. Dave Campbell's Texas Football, in conjunction with the Texas Bowl, is proud to present the Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week Award to the most deserving player in high schooler in the state of Texas. Every Monday at noon, TexasFootball.com announces 10 candidates for that week's award based on the previous week's on-field performance. We then leave it up to you, voting at TexasFootball.com. Voting cl- closes each Friday at noon with the winner announced shortly thereafter. And we, we say that we close the voting at noon. I'll be honest. If it is extremely clear who has won, then we will close it maybe at like 10.53 or 11.53 because it's like oh, we got to do the pre-show and stuff like that. But this week, because it came down to the wire, we had to wait until noon. We were literally running the intro credits mm-hmm. before we announced the winner, before we closed the voting. But now we can announce the Week 8 Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week is... Boom. Kilgore running back Travion Epps, who ran for 401 yards and six touchdowns in their big win over Tyler Chapel Hill. Congratulations to all the nominees. Sweetwater quarterback Leo Holsey, Frisco Liberty quarterback Keldrick Luster, Shiner athlete Dalton Brooks, Mission Pioneer quarterback uh, Eddie Lee Marburger, Graham running back Daniel Gilbertson, Lake Travis quarterback Bo Edmondson, Lampass's quarterback Ace Whitehead, Rice running back and linebacker Tommy Bernal, and Glenn Rose quarterback Austin Worthen, but a very special congratulations to the Week 8 Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week, Kilgore running back Travion Epps. Congratulations, very well deserved. As we mentioned, he is the first UIL 11-man player this year to run for more than 400 yards in a game. That is heady stuff. Congratulations to him. Yeah, big time. Derry Max and Dave Campbell's Texas Football are proud to team up this year to honor excellence in coaching and the hard work that assistant coaches put in on behalf of their teams. Each month, each week, the Texas football staff nominates four deserving assistants for the Dairy Max Built by Chocolate Milk Assistant Coach of the Week, and let fans decide on the winner via Twitter poll. It all leads up to the Dairy Max Built by Chocolate Milk Assistant Coach of the Year decided at season's end. The voting has closed on Twitter, and your Week Eight Dairy Max Built by Chocolate Milk Assistant Coach of the Week is Paris. Dylan Dawson, defensive coordinator, Trey Grimes, the Eagles' defense, held high-powered rival Paraland to just 189 yards total offense and came up with critical stops in a 17-6 win over the Oilers. That is with Coach Mike Allison, who was not at the game. He was not able to be there because he was in COVID-19 protocols. So, congratulations to all the nominees, Leander Rouse, offensive coordinator, Dustin Pleasant, Hearn defensive coordinator, Alfonso Jackson, and Burleson offensive coordinator, Ronnie Allen. But a very special congratulations to the Week 8 Dairy Max, built by Chocolate Milk Assistant Coach of the Week, Paraland defensive coordinator, Trey Grimes. Very well deserved. We're Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on texasfootball.com. Talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram. Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And, of course, see us at texasfootball.com. Texasfootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. Okay. It's time for Mailbag Friday. But first, Pickle, do you want to tell people where you're going this week? Uh, yes. 
Wait, hang on. Oh, no. Now back Friday graphic up. Go. Okay, we're good. Go. Um, yes, I will be at Brock at Boyd. Oh, we talked with Coach Brandon Hopkins yesterday. Yes. Yes. So, yes, we're gonna. you're going to be at Brock and Boyd. Battle yes. of Unbeatens. Yeah. Uh, a chance for Boyd to knock off the number one team in 3A Division One. Mm-hmm. Critical district matchup. Yeah. A lot of fun. And it's going to be cold. Yeah, it's going to be very cold. But I think it's exciting because I was asking them, too, and we talked a little bit about this yesterday, but, like, is this considered a rivalry game? And, obviously, it's a new program. So, they were like, eh, kind of. But the way that the game ended last year of the mm-hmm. 13-6 to finish, like, we kind of anticipate that Brock is the number one team for a reason. Mm-hmm. But maybe we'll get a test tonight. That's what I'm hoping for. Let's find we'll out see. together on Fox Sports Southwest yeah. that you can watch on your television. Okay. My cold face will be there. Your cold face will be there. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I'll i be praying for you. Yes. <clears throat> I'll be in the studio where it is temperature control. Yeah, well, but uh, the mask actually is very nice when it gets cooler outside. Oh, I guess outside. that's right. Because typically, like, the coldest part of me would be, like, my nose. And you could always tell because it would get really red. Like, I had, like, a Rudolph kind of face going on. You can't see the red nose at this point anymore. So, like, I look – I will look less cold I will be cold, but I will look less cold. I believe I have your masks in my car. Oh, you had one job. I think I do. I'm pretty sure I do. That would be great, because I don't want to get yelled at by the producers. If if you don't, then I will I'm, have to go and run and get them I'm blaming you. this on you. That's fine. It's not fair. <laughs> it's my job. I'm pretty sure they're in my car. Okay, cool. I'm pretty sure they're in my car. All right, it's time for Mailback Friday. We're answering your questions about high school football, college football, recruiting, lifestyle, romance, travel. Uh, you can get to us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's, or bring the TFC text line. You've gotten really good at that. 972-532-6665, 972-5-DAMN-OK, 972-532-MONK, if you want to text us. Uh, here's another thing. I think I know where you're going with this. Don't call the text line. Please quit calling me. Don't call the text line. I don't. I will not answer. Okay? And especially, God love you. Don't leave me a voicemail. We had somebody leave us a voicemail yesterday, or last week, asking how to get tickets to a specific <laughs> game. And and look, we can solve a lot of problems here mm-hmm. on Texas football today. I think we have solved, for example... Uh, I think we have solved a lot of um, of society's ills in this show. Yeah. Like over the course of five years, I think we've done a lot of good. But one thing we can't do is tell you how to get games, get tickets to a certain game if you call us at like six o'clock on a Friday. <laughs> I like I'm out there doing work at a football game. I can't answer. And then yeah, I, it's just going voicemails, voicemails, and I'm like, I don't know how to get tickets to a game, guys. Nine seven two five three two six 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 five. If you want to text us your questions, we can go for about forty minutes or so, ish. Thirty five. What's our first question, Pickle? Does anybody have any questions? Um, or can we leave? Oh, oh there we go. Oh, okay. See you guys. <laughs> that was oh. literally. I don't know why I was taking the microphone. With me. <laughs> that was that was not on purpose. That was funny that you asked that right yeah. when that happened. Um, let's see. I'm going to read some of the questions that were sent in to the text line Girl. throughout the week. Uh, Ant asked, what are your thoughts on Katie Taylor versus Katie Tompkins, a game that will also be on Fox Sports Southwest covered by Katie. Yes. So it will be <laughs> Katie Engelson at Katie Taylor versus, versus Katie, Katie Tompkins. Tompkins. Because yeah. sometimes we've got a sense of humor. <laughs> uh, I think it's a really fun matchup that – for all we're going to talk about the Katie Tompkins offense with Jalen Milrow, who, by the way, 
Um, I should plug this. Jalen Milrow is doing an Instagram takeover on our on our Instagram right yeah. now. So if you want to uh, hear what he thinks about all things and kind of follow him throughout his day as he gets ready for the big game tonight against Taylor, uh, at Dave Campbell's on, fate, on Instagram, he is doing our Instagram takeover. Anyway. A lot of a lot of attention is going to be paid to Jalen Milrow against the Katie Taylor defense, and that's understandably so. But I am actually most interested in the Katie Taylor offensive line, mm-hmm. led by Bryce Jackson. Bryce got a big offensive lineman. Um, I want to say Bryce Jackson um, going up against uh, this uh, going up against this outstanding defensive front for Katie Ta- for Katie Taylor. I'm sorry, Katie Taylor. Yeah, Kay Tompkins. K- defensive front for Katie Tompkins. Sorry. It's Katie T. <laughs> There's too many Katies. <laughs> Katie, Katie Tompkins defensive front against the big uh, offensive line for Katie Taylor. That's going to be a lot of fun. Um, and so that is that is the game that I am most... And Bryce Foster is the offensive lineman for Katie Taylor. Um, that's the matchup I'm going to be most interested in. I like Tompkins. I think they've got a little bit too much firepower. And I think they're going to be able to, to, to come up with some plays. Uh, but I think this is going to be a fun matchup, and I am very interested. And the winner of this, because we didn't get Katie and Katie Tompkins last week, that got pushed now, I think, to December. Um, because we didn't get that, I would say that this is kind of, this is like a district semifinal in the sense that, like, the winner of this game would become the number one contender to Katie in the district. Uh, that's kind of where I'm at on it. So I lean towards Tompkins. I think it's a fun game. I'm really interested in it, but I'm going to go with Tompkins in a close one. All right. Let's uh, let's stick with another game that you can see on Fox Sports Southwest. We'll just go ahead and knock all those out real fast. Uh, Meese asked, what are what do you expect for Lampasas and Austin LBJ? Yeah, this is a fun this is a fun That's, matchup. It's just fun. It's a good matchup, and it's it's going to be it's it's going to be good to see Lampasas get challenged. Mm-hmm. Here's what I mean. So Lampasas, the computer rankings have them number one in 4A Division One. We have them number two behind Argyle. I think reasonable people can disagree. Right. Um, and in the early going, they ran through some tough competition, right? They went to, they went to, uh, they, they hosted Brownwood in a big opener. That game, that win has not aged as well as we thought it would, but it was a good win at the time. They blew past Stephenville. That's a weird game because Stephenville was really slow out of the gates, but they've been great lately. I don't know how to feel about that. And then un- unequivocally, they got an outstanding win over Wimberley. Yes. Uh, oh in, yeah. In on back on September 11th, then they took three weeks off, and now they're in a district play. And all due respect to Burn it, like they just haven't like they haven't played. The last time we saw them play an interesting game was like a month and a half ago. Mm-hmm. Austin LBJ represents an interesting game because uh, the one thing I will say about them is that I don't think Lane Passes has faced an elite defense, Mm-mm. a very good defense. I would argue that LBJ has at least a very good defense. Yes. Uh, absolutely loaded uh, with, with prospects, big-time playmakers. So that is a huge challenge for them. Now, look— I have questions about the LBJ offense, and I think that's a big reason. I think the Lamp Pass's defense is going to be a big reason why they win this game. But if anything, we'll get a good data point of like, here's this Lamp Pass's offense, which we think so highly of, and here's this LBJ defense that we think so highly of. Like, what happens when they? So, I am. I think that'll be that. That's that's an interesting matchup. I I like Lamp Pass's. Um, 
I like lamp passes in in a in a pretty considerable manner because I think that when the lamp passes defense is on the field, I think they'll have the advantage. But I think this game's gonna be fun and we'll learn a lot more about lamp passes because here's the other thing. After this, Lamp Passes has Canyon Lake and they have Fredericksburg. And they're gonna be big favorites over both of them. Mm-hmm. This is their toughest game left on the regular season. So And I think it's fun because I think that LBJ recognizes how much like potential they yeah. have to cause a massive upset and really shake up that 100%. district. So I think that they're gonna go in excited too. I think you're I think you're hundred percent right. And then the other thing, like not to get too far into the weeds, but like even start looking at like at some point they will run into like one of the teams from District fifteen, whether it's Cal Allen or Calhoun or mm-hmm. someone like that. But like even region four, like they're going to be a considerable favorite over most teams right. in there. So this is an this is an important moment for Lamp Passes to get tested if they are the state title contender that we believe that they are. So, um, I think we'll be at this one for Fox too. Maybe uh, the game that we've said all week. It's the game of the week: Sterling City and, and Westbrook. Yeah, thoughts on we that? will be at. I believe. I'm so jealous. <laughs> Paige will be there. I believe Paige Schnorbach will be there. Um, yeah, I like it. I think it's a fun game. It's very cool that... Okay. We're in the trust tree. This is a premium podcast. I can tell you what I think. It is... It's not like everybody can see this. No. Uh, turn off my mic for a moment. Just okay. Go ahead and, okay. Mic's off. Good. Yep. Um, good. It is a week... The week of high school football games across the state is only okay. It's not great. Yeah, you gotta do a little digging to find like the really, really good games. Mm-hmm. Uh, like for what I mean There's is... There's not a lot of highlighted we don't have an, We don't have an Alito Cedar Hill. Right. We don't have a Katie Katie Tompkins. Mm-hmm. There aren't... E- we don't have a, like a Lake Travis uh, Westlake. Yeah. Like, there are there are not these games that are like handed to you and like obviously excellent games. It's not... Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. We don't have those. But as a result, I think that's a positive in the sense that it becomes abundantly, like, no doubt clear that the best game in the state is a six-man game. It's a 1A game. It's Westbrook and Sterling City. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we previewed it on the picks. Um, what has been so remarkable about Westbrook, a team that just, like, I don't know, like, they kind of come out of nowhere. They were a team that—I want to pull up our preseason rankings. I've said this—I know I've done this before, but I, don't, I, I need to be reminded of where we had them in the preseason. Um— Westbrook, not Beaumont Westbrook. Um, they we had them thirty seventh in one A Division one to start the year on our computer rankings. Thirty mm-hmm. seventh. Now I think Granger Huntress, our six man football insider, who does our are the the rankings for Dave Campbell's text football in the Associated Press. I think he would probably have them a little higher, but he didn't have them in the top ten. Right. Like he didn't have them. He probably didn't have them in their top twenty. Mm-mm. So. Westbrook's a big surprise. Sterling City is about where we thought they were. Sterling City started the year like fourth or third in the mm-hmm. rankings. Like, for Sterling City to be here, not a surprise. Westbrook, what are you doing here? And so, there is a huge, like, opportunity here for Westbrook to prove that, like, yeah, you know what? We belong. We're a team that, that deserves to be in the in the conversation of the best teams in six-man football. Um... Westbrook, I will say that, like, you can't say they haven't been challenged. Like, they beat Motley County, they beat Borden County, they beat Water Valley, which is a game that I think is underrated as a good win. They beat Strawn, and they beat Garden City. But, you know, the Borden County win's probably the best win they have so far. Mm -hmm. If they beat Sterling City, that would usurp that as the best win they have this year, in my opinion. Fantastic matchup. A lot of it comes down to how does Westbrook handle Sterling City's speed. And a lot of it comes down to, like, how does Sterling City find a way through what's been just a 
lights out Westbrook defense. Really good Westbrook defense. Um, I think it's great. I'm 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 envious. I'm envious. I wish I could be in. As I look up what county Westbrook's in, <laughs> I wish I could be in Mitchell County tonight. Yes, because I think that that's going to be uh, a lot of fun. So if you don't know where Westbrook is, Westbrook is pretty much equidistant between Abilene and Midland. It's right on I twenty. Um, it's if if you go past Colorado, go past Colorado City. If you're going east, if you go past uh, like Coahoma and Big Spring, going or I'm sorry, going east. Uh, and then if you go past uh, Colorado City going west, that's where you can find it. But uh, that'll be the center of the Texas High School football world tonight. It's Westbrook, Texas. Yeah. So it'll be fun. Pumped. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll get, I'll get this one out of the way real fast. Someone asked for my thoughts on Salado and Gerald. There is no need to really take much time to talk about that game. Salado is going to roll. They've beat, they've beat their two teams in the district that they needed to beat to claim the title, and they should roll about just about anyone else. Let me put a fine point on that, okay? Mm-hmm. So I can see what the computer presently right now projects for those games, mm-hmm. like as far as like what they think. Um, this week, Salado is a 53-point favorite over Gerald, and then in week Ten, which is their that's their final game because they're taking they have week eleven by in case they yep. need it. Um, October thirtieth, they are playing Robinson and they are fifty seven point favorites over them. Yep. So Salado's past the hump of their district, mm-hmm. and so it would be a surprise at this point if they lost a game, like yes. a huge surprise. Yeah, so, it would have to be an unbelievable upset. Yeah, so, so I like I, I like Salado in a big way. Yes. What's next, pickle? Um, up next, we're gonna get off of football talk for a second because we've actually got a lot of thank God. other questions. Um. One you know question. I don't like football. <laughs> One question is, uh, do you know what the – obviously, we probably won't be – I think I just stroked out. Wow. Um, Halloween costume. Do you know what the family's Halloween costume is? <laughs> Are you okay? Yeah, I don't know what happened. Oh. Text 911 to 972-536-665. <laughs> Woo. Um – Halloween costume. So I'm not dressing up. My wife's not dressing up. We're not going to go trick-or-treating. That's just kind of outside our comfort level at this point. Right. Um, But Hank does have a uh, Halloween parade at school. Okay. And so so we want him to dress up. And so Hank will be a firefighter. Oh. He will be a firefighter. He is not. He loves. Right now, he loves the hat. Uh Uh-huh. Hates the jacket. Okay. Hates the jacket. Is it We're like gonna work a... on it though? We got we got to get him used to it. Okay. Um, it's kind of like a slicker. I was thinking, is it like a raincoat? Yeah, type it's of... kind of a slicker. Like it's a poncho? fire chief on the back. Okay. Um, it's got a little badge, you know. Um, but then he's got the big the the, the uh, firefighter hat. So he'll be a firefighter. He was a dinosaur last year. That yes. was his. That was his first Halloween. Mm-hmm. Um, this is his so second. So we're leveling Halloween. up now. So he'll be he'll be um yeah he will be a firefighter because he's very into fire engines at mm-hmm. the moment he's into all things trucks like trucks yep. are a big player right now in the nice. Tepper family yeah um including the I, I've I've told you guys about the garbage truck yeah so but very nice anyway what's next um up next thoughts on Manville and Angleton uh yeah kind of an under the radar kind of sneaky game uh, a lot of it depends on what you think of Angleton. Angleton is a team that is off to a 3 and 0 start, but like they beat Bel Air Episcopal, which is a traditionally strong private school team, but Bel Air Episcopal is probably not what they have been in past years. They beat Lamar Consolidated by 2, but Lamar Consolidated is 0 and 4. Now I think they're a strong 0 and 4, like they're a hard team to get a read on. 
Manville, let me put it this way. Manville will be the best team they've played by a considerable margin, in my opinion. Uh, one of the big questions I have is, can the Angleton offense kind of wake up? Whenever they whenever they run that kind of wing offense there at Angleton, it can be kind of hit and miss. Mm -hmm. Like, sometimes they just take off and it's unstoppable. And sometimes it's like, in the past two weeks, like, against, or the past two games against Bill Episcopal and about, um, and about against Lamar Consolidated, they have been, like, kind of stuck in the mud. Mm -hmm. They can't do that against Manville. Because Manville, I think we figured out, does have some weapons. They do have some playmakers, and they're going to be able to score a little bit. So, if you're man if you are Angleton, like, your defense needs to step up big. I think that goes without saying. And their defense has been fantastic. But I also don't think they've played an offense quite like they're going to see against Manville. I lean towards Manville in this one. Um, I think that they've got the weapons. Uh, and I think that they... Yeah, I don't know. I think that, I think they're a little more battle tested. Mm -hmm. And by the way, them getting e easier for Angleton. So District Ten Five A Division Two, I guess it is Ten Five A Division Two, split into zones. So they're and in their zone in back to back weeks, they're playing Manville and they're playing Fort Bend Hightower, who is a team I think is really good. So for Angleton, this is this is kind of a critical matchup to make sure you kind of stay in the race and at least prove that you can hang with with Fort Bend Hightower. If Manville goes out there and blows the doors off Angleton this tonight, I would be a little concerned about Angleton going forward. That would be my I I, I want them to make sure they're competitive in this game. That's a big question for me. What's next pickle? Um let's go with a matchup that I know you were going to be very pumped about. The Golden Cranes versus Alpine. Uh, that's that's so far in your wheelhouse. Uh, <laughs> fantastic. Um, speaking of Alpine, this is apropos of nothing, but the uh, and this is a, a political moment. But the New York Times is presently doing a, they're doing a, a poll in Texas, like for the presidential race stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And one thing they do that I think is really interesting is that they do a map of like all the respondents. Of like where they are. So needless to say, a lot of respondents in major metro areas, right? right. A lot of respondents in in Houston and in Austin mm -hmm. and San Antonio and DFW because that's where the most people people are, right? Are, right. And they're like El Paso. <laughs> There's like one dot in Alpine. And they're like, yes, we've spoken to the people that really matter. Uh, yes. Uh, so they, that's I. I love what would it. they anyway. be like? The local like Al Alpinians, Al. Al the, Alpine residents. Alp I know, but like you got to give my it folks are going out to Big Bend next week too, and I'm super Ooh. jealous. Super jealous. Good for the Teppers. I'm super jelly, especially as somebody who has needed a vacation for, for <laughs> nine months. Yeah. Um, okay. So Alpine and Crane is for the district title, um, and this is like a low key, like a low key great game. It's a low key banger. Crane has been great. Mm -hmm. um, their one loss on the year is uh, to Wink, and Wink is. Excellent. I think we've agreed, even with their loss to McCamey last week. Um, and when you take a look at their district, right? You take a look at their district. It is, in my opinion, it is Crane, Alpine, and then a giant gap, and then everybody else. So, like, that battle for fourth place is going to be interesting, or third and fourth place, because I think, in fact, there's a huge, if you want to talk about, like, a huge game, as far as determining who gets that fifth playoff spot, like, it's probably going to come down to Anthony and uh, Odessa Compass tonight. Now, Odessa Compass has... Uh, they're in their first year of the UIL program, and they're riding the struggle bus right. this year. So that, but that'll be a, an interesting matchup. In any case, this game, I think, what's going to be very interesting is it's a lot determined on like the pace of the game. Alpine is not a high-scoring juggernaut. No. They're a team that grinds it out. They're a team that that wants to win a game twenty-eight fourteen, something like that. Mm -hmm. Crane can put them up. Yeah. Crane can go, and so 
in a lot of ways, the onus to keep this game competitive and keep this game um, within reach is going to be on the Alpine defense to hold down the crane offense and let that and let that offense cook. A high soaring crane offense. <laughs> Are you proud of yourself? Oh yeah. Your mother's probably watching. Yeah, she likes puns. Disappointing. Um, I lean towards Crane. I think Crane's a better team in this one. I think especially from a from the offensive perspective. I just don't trust the Alpine offense that if this game gets above. Because right now, what is Alpine averaging? My guess would be about 28 points a game. Yeah. Alpine, been... is, Alpine is averaging 20 points a game. So if this game gets above 28, which Crane's probably going to get there. Mm-hmm. If this game gets to 20, 28, like, I'm just not real sure. And by the way, Crane's defense has been pretty good, too. I'm just not real sure that Alpine can keep up. That's my question in this one. So I, I lean towards Crane. I, I, I go with Crane in this one. I think I picked that in the picks video. Yes. Yeah. Um, all right, we've got a very niche question here, but the, it was asked earlier. I'm this sorry, week. have you seen this show? Yeah, <laughs> it's a very niche show. This is very true. Okay, it's like I like football and puns. Yeah, yeah. and some random food talk food. most of the time. Um, with all the growth in Western Montgomery County mm-hmm. along uh, 105 mm-hmm. and Magnolia, mm-hmm. so it's Magnolia, Magnolia West, New Caney, New Caney Porter. They're all in 5A Division One. How come Montgomery and Lake Creek are not part of 5A Division One? It seems like the growth in that part of the county is bypassing MHS and Lake Creek. So I think part of it, um, I think that's a good question. And I would need to talk to somebody who is more in tuned with kind of the growth patterns down there in Montgomery. Mm-hmm. But my my initial thought is that Montgomery's pretty close to built out. Yeah. And while New Caney and all those teams, like there's there's more land and there's more mm-hmm. opportunities for people to build. Um, overall, when you take a look at, at that, you know, and the other thing is, the other thing is that when Montgomery built Lake Creek, that was their second school. And as a result, like that's going to cut the numbers down. Mm-hmm. Like that's going to cut the numbers down. I think that if Montgomery Lake Creek hadn't opened, Montgomery would almost certainly be a be a 5A division 1, if not bordering on a 6A. Cuz right now, let's see if I can find this real quick. Um what is their enrollment? Dum dum. Um let's let's see. Montgomery. Okay, Montgomery's enrollment is 1561. Montgomery Lake Creek's enrollment is 1280. So if they hadn't opened Lake Creek, right. then they would be in Division... They'd be in 6A. They'd be right. a 6A team. Right. They open that up, and it's just going to take a little bit of time for things to, to, to grow. Mm-hmm. Now, I also think, as I mentioned, I think Montgomery's pretty built out. Yeah, and I don't I'm think not sure much... that they're going to grow all that much more... They may get to two 5A Division One teams, but I'm not super sure that we're going to be talking about Montgomery having two 6A teams. I'm just not sure we're going to get to that point. So, yeah, I think that, like, the other thing to remember is that, yeah, you say, like, Montgomery County, and they are in the same county, but, like, they're still pretty far apart. Like, like they're kind of fundamentally on different sides of the different, you know, different areas of it. And, and I also think that, look... Not to get into road talk, but like that Aggie Tollway that they built towards Magnolia mm-hmm. makes it a lot easier for people who live in Houston to live in New Caney. Like if you live in Montgomery, 
Like, it's kind of hard to get there. You kind of got to go down south of Lake Conroe and then hop on 45 and get in. 45's a pain. Like, that to me, like, you got to remember that people are going to, like, you know, you got to, this is kind of a sociology and, and, and like, uh, like a civic engineering, civil right. engineering question, too, of, like, I think that a lot of the growth in Magnolia and, and kind of that New Caney area can be, can be kind of put to the fact that they do have that Aggie Tollway that, right. that got built. Well, that, that to me is comparable to um, like how Cleburne really started mm -hmm. growing once they made the Chisholm Trail Parkway mm -hmm. because you can easily get to right. your job in Fort Worth right. like that. So I think roadways play a lot into the growth I, I of know towns. That, I know that that's kind of a kind of an inside baseball esoteric answer, yeah. but it's kind of true. And, and it's like, you know, if they were to build, for example, if they were to extend that, uh, if they were to extend that tollway, up to hit what is that road that goes through there? Up to hit 105. Uh huh. I bet I bet you'd see more growth in Montgomery. No doubt. But like, I think that that's kind of the nature of the beast is that they don't want you know that that right now that where that road ends basically ends in in New Caney. It's like okay, well there's gonna be a lot of growth in New Caney because if you work in Houston, you can hop on that tollway and head into town. Mm -hmm. If you live in Montgomery, it's probably adding like another 30 minutes to your commute, even though it's like only 10 miles. You know what I mean? Anyway, that's road talk. What's next? Um, up next, let's go with your thoughts on Port Lavaca Calhoun versus Corpus Christi Miller. Yeah, uh, important bounce back game, I think, for for Miller. Miller. Like, you know, I think that last week they feel like, even though I picked Cal Allen, even though I thought that they were going to win that game, um, I I think they feel like they probably left one. Um, they probably left one on the table last week um, with a kind of a narrow loss. I mean, Calhoun is in many ways kind of built similarly, right? Like, I don't think their defense is quite as good as Cal Allen's, mm -hmm. but I think that their offense is probably more explosive than oh, Cal yeah. Allen's. Like, Cal Allen is very fundamentally three yards in a cloud of dust. Calhoun has got a little bit more juice to them mm -hmm. that Steve Johnson can break one off, and they've got a little bit more kind of variety to their offense. And so on one hand, I think that the Miller offense may be able to get a little bit more traction, but I also think that the offense is going to provide a, a big challenge to them. Important game here for, for Miller, because if you take a look at the, those standings, you know, they were one and one. They dropped to one and two. The, uh, by the way, the Cal Allen game, uh, Cal Allen Alice game got canceled. Mm -hmm. Is it, I think Alice has the Rona? Yes, I believe so. Alice has the Rona. Um, you know, who knows what Alice's status is like? Um, and so, you know, that, that obviously that Corpus Christi Miller Alice game, which is supposed to be, when is that game? No, dumb, dumb, not there. Um, Corpus Christi Miller and Alice is supposed to be, um, or they are, they already played them. Okay, so that's good. So if you're Miller, you're probably okay. Right. You win this game, or if you win this game, you're probably finishing second in district. Although you you can't slip up, you're probably finishing second in district. If you lose this game, you know you're you're probably finishing third, and that's probably not where you want to live. I'll just say that. Um, so yeah, that this is a critical game for Miller. Uh, I, I lean towards Calhoun in this one. I think that Calhoun's probably, especially at home, is probably your your favorite. What's next, Pickle? Um, real fast, Miss Terry, when we were talking about the roadways, made a very, very good point. Like, probably the best example that we could give. The toll road is exactly how Hutto went from a 2-8 to the 6-8. Bingo. Like, that is probably mm -hmm. the prime example that we could exactly give there. Exactly right. Is that they had that, yeah, that one that kind of swings out of uh, outside of Austin. Boston, Stuff like yep. that. Yeah, that's a huge reason why. Mm -hmm. I love that tollway. <laughs> big fan well i think like the speed i think the speed limit's like in, like 80 or something mm -hmm. it's great oh. sorry go on <laughs> um by the way sorry not to interrupt 
out west, there's a couple <laughs> of spots out if you get past out like El Paso mm-hmm. and stuff like that where the speed limit's like 80. 80, yeah. When you're heading oh, up to like New Mexico, so like going through uh, like right before you get to like Dalhart and stuff mm-hmm. like that, it's it's 80 the whole it's way on that. great. It's beautiful. Big fan. Big fan. Go on. I'm sorry. <laughs> One more thing. Nope. <laughs> Let's go with your thoughts on Tomball Memorial and Klein Kane tonight. Yeah, I think it's pointsy. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I think that this game is is really pointsy, not because these defenses are bad, but because these offenses are really fun. Uh, I think it's Marwell, Colton Marwell. Let me check that. Colton Marwell is still the quarterback. Yeah, Colton Marwell, the quarterback for for uh, Tom Memorial, is awesome. I love that kid. And by the way, they've been able to really run the ball as well. They've got this junior running back, Richard Rodriguez, who's been excellent as well. Going up against Klein Kane. Klein Kane's a lot of Jadon Blue. Um, they are uh, they're going to run the ball, but they have I think they've got a little bit of balance to their offense as well. That they are they're able to throw the ball, you know, when they need to. I think that you know they're still kind of getting more comfortable with this junior quarterback Carson Roper. But like, make no mistake, they're going to turn Jaden Blue and, and say takes the victory, big boy. I think this game has a chance to be pretty pointsy. Um, I believe I took Memorial. I'm going to stick with that. What does the computer say? Dear computer, the computer has Tom Memorial by three. Sounds about right. I think it's a close game. Uh, I think this game has a chance to be pretty pointsy, uh, but I like Tomball Memorial. I think they're able to make one or two extra plays, and I think that defense can step up. So, yeah. Okay. Josh Chapa officially wins uh, best question that I've ever been asked on this show. That you've ever been asked on this show? Mm-hmm. Easy. He said... Is it a marriage proposal? No. No, thank goodness it's not. Don't, um, don't propose do to Do not people. propose to me. That, let's not do that today. Or ever. Um, anyway, he said, I went to Storms in Lampasas for ah. the first time yesterday, and he asked, would I rather have Storms or Mr. Frosties in Denton? Have you ever had – I know you've had Storms, I think. You have – what? I have an, I have a, I have oh, an embarrassing no. confession. I've never been to either of those places. Oh. So I have to, I have to, oh. I have to remove myself from this. I have to remove myself from this conversation. We need Lampasas to have a Thursday night game, and we're taking the swag wagon down there. Okay. Oh, Lord have mercy. I'm sorry. I've heard great things. I'm, I'm not here to tell you that Storms is bad, because I don't know. Ugh. I'm just telling you I don't know. I can't help where I haven't been. It's I mean, I have, I haven't eaten in, like, Iceland. Just as sure. I have, at- actually. That's a flex. <laughs> okay, I haven't eaten. In... I've eaten in Reykjavik, Iceland. Right. Okay, but here's my question: Are you going to get mad at me for not having eaten in Reykjavik? <laughs> no, you're not missing much. It's just cold. I was going to say, right? <laughs> uh, anyway, no, go on with your. What's the what's the, the the question is like, Mister Frosty or whatever? Yeah, and like or, or so I storms. would rather have storms. Um, one because storms has unbelievable sweet tea. That's better. I will say, Mister Frosty's has their own like homemade root beer though. It's good, and it's like a diner. They've got a jukebox in it. Like, it's great. Mister Frosty's is great, but Storms is the correct answer. I'm a I'm a homer though. Like that means that I'm close to home, and so I get pumped about Storms regardless. But Storms Storms wins. I wish I liked sweet tea. I wish I liked yeah. sweet tea because that seems like it seems like people who like sweet tea have like a real like lust for life. Yeah, and it's like it's like they really are enjoying it, and I'm just like mm, it's too sweet for me. 
Yeah, no, Storms has Storms has great like, sweet tea, and all rather, size sweet teas are ninety nine cents there. What like I'd, the mass. What I'd one. rather do is I'd rather get tea and then put my desired amount of sugar into it. Yeah, because. Unfortunately, what you get with sweet tea is that people are just like, well, we've got this cup of sweet tea. Do you think it's three pounds or four, four pounds of sugar? <laughs> sugar? Yep. And I'm like, no, I like I don't want to drink ice cream. Mm-hmm. Uh, LP and Trish do that. They always order unsweet tea and then put sweet and low in it. Right. I think every single I time. think that is that is how I would prefer to have it. Mm-hmm. It's not that I want like totally unsweet tea. Right. It's just like whenever you order sweet tea, you're allowing someone else to control your destiny. Right. And I am not all about that. I will say I have there have been multiple times where I will order a sweet tea and if it was just too much I'll at like the next time the waiter comes back I'll say hey can I actually have an unsweet tea mm. and then I'll switch it up on him yeah. so I know I know that hurts my Texan bona fides yeah but it's just the truth it's true I still like brisket if that helps all right let's do three more three more all right let's talk a little bit about the San Antonio area yeah Jacob John by the way uh, sorry not to interrupt Johnson beat Brandeis last night which was kind of like whoa okay hey I see you Mark Soto. Do a little work. <laughs> Good win for Johnson last night. Go on. Sorry. And there's our question. Is oh. San Antonio Johnson the best team in the 2-1-0 at this point? Um, or now boy. after that win? I mean, it's weird to say I it. I mean. But is there a factual argument that you can make to say no? Here's the thing. Okay. Here's a couple a couple of teams. Now they're 4-0, and that should trump everything, right? Here, like, I still think. I still have high hopes for Judson. I still have a high hopes. I still think Brennan is really good. I still think I'm still buying in on Smithson Valley too. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like I'm not, I'm not burying them yet. And I'm still, I'm still not kicking dirt on Civil Steel. But right now, I mean, that's a great win. I mean, and right, I, I, I don't know. I think, you know, furthermore, now they got they got some other challenges down the road. They get Reagan down the down the stretch, but um, yeah, I mean, look if you want to tell me, hey, Johnson's the best team in San Antonio right now, who am I to argue? Yeah, I, I think I think that's I think that's a fine point. Mm-hmm. Like that's a great win last night. And I was my I I wasn't watching the game, but I saw the message in the Slack, and I thought I boy, read they, it wrong at first. I was like, what? <laughs> that defense is cooking. Yep, that defense is cooking. And so yeah, I'm. I'm big on Johnson. I think that's a huge win, and and yeah, I'm. I think they're. I think they're in that mix, and I think they're gonna go D one. I need. To, I need to crunch those numbers. That's we're a long way away from there, but that's a great win for the Jaguars. Yes. Beautiful. Yes, beautiful. <laughs> All right, two more. Let's go with. Oh, I'm trying to figure out which one would be best to end on. Um. Your first sports memory. My first sports memory. Um, it's it's a it's a range it's a Rangers game. Game, yeah. Like we went to a Rangers game when I was like four or five. Yeah. And um, we went to a, we went to. A, um, I will tell you that like I really get like, but that was just kind of a thing that we did. Although, really, in a lot of ways, like if you want to get like that's my first in-person sports memory. Mm-hmm. My real first sports memory is like growing up. We would always have WGN on. Because my dad's from Chicago and he's a Cubs fan, mm-hmm. and so we would just watch Cubs games all the time. Yeah, uh, that's one thing that like I that's probably like my first actual sports memory. Uh, but yeah, a lot. What's of, like your first favorite sports memory? I feel like that's a like that's okay. a whole different thing. Okay, too. my first favorite sports yeah. memory. Yeah, like my first like really like I hold it dear in my heart. My heart, yeah. We went to Fan Fest in when we were living in Houston. Mm-hmm. We went to Fan Fest at the Astrodome, 
and I got to walk on the field. Like it was, it was held on the field of the Astrodome, oh, awesome. and I thought that was just the coolest, coolest thing, thing ever. Yeah. I met Luis Gonzalez, and it was. <laughs> I met Luis Gonzalez, and I met uh, Eddie Taubensy, who was their mm-hmm. their catcher, and that was awesome. And I got a picture with Orbit. Nice. So, yes. Yeah, I think for me, that was it, before I knew any better to that. I that not supposed <laughs> to like the Astros. <laughs> I think for me. Like, the same thing with you always watching Cubs games. Like, we always watched Longhorn games because, like, my parents had season tickets and stuff like that. But I think my first, like, real big in-person memory was going to a Spurs game because I was in a Little League basketball league. And, Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, we got to go at the end of the season. So that was probably – but my first favorite sports memory was probably when the Horns won the national championship in 05. Mm -hmm. That was probably my first, like, real big – Mm-hmm. moment of sports that was oh five tears that was oh five so you were three years from being born yes around there <laughs> what's what's our what's our ender um your ender is what is the worst gift you have ever given i don't even know i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna expand that to given slash received worst gift like i've never given like my wife a vacuum cleaner or something like that although (laughs) let's be i'll be honest with you she'd probably be pumped if i were to get her like if i were to say hey like if i were to go to her because of like Mm -hmm. that that's something she really genuinely enjoys if i were to go to her and be like hey i'm gonna get you like whatever vacuum cleaner you want for christmas yeah you pick it out and i'll buy it like that would be like among the best gifts i could ever give her right the worst gift i ever gave Ha, okay. <laughs> I saw the light bulb go off. All right. My wife's going to get mad at me for saying this, but whatever. She doesn't listen to the show. Um, this was, I think, like three months after Hank was born. Mm-hmm. Three or four months. He was still pretty young. And I booked my wife a hotel room and a massage and like it was just just like in, like locally, it was just it was a staycation, right? Right. I booked her that I said I, you need to get away. I'm gonna take care of Hank. Mm-hmm. It's fine. Like you need to get away. And I gave it to her, and she was like very ups- Like she was like crying because it was going to be the first time she had been uh, away, away from, from Hank. Hank. Yeah. This was so it was before because he. It, so it was. I would need to go through and figure out exactly how it worked out, but it was before he was going to school. Okay. So, uh, before he was going to daycare. And so, yeah, he, uh, she, she was, I had to like talk her into going. Going, yeah. Like, It'll but be okay. now, <laughs> I now, can keep the child alive. <laughs> right. Now, and she wasn't worried I was going to kill it. it right. She was just worried that I was just like going to be like, she was just worried that like, she didn't want to be away from it. It was right, like the, right, uh, right, the right. separation anxiety. Yes, I like that hangs an it. <laughs> right. Um, but, so I had to kind of talk her into going. Mm-hmm. Now, if you ask her about it, she'll be like, that's like one of the best gifts I ever gave. Yeah. I ever gave her. Right. Because she like needed a full night's sleep. She like ordered room service. She watched like, I think she like, she told me she watched like, uh, what's that dumb show with the, the, the two, two very overly handsome twins on HGTV? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't watch Property HGTV. Brothers. She watched Property Brothers, oh. like three <laughs> episodes of Property Brothers. And then she passed out at like 830. <laughs> and like, ate like a room service burger and it was like the best night of her life (laughs) yeah uh that's the worst gift i've ever given but it ended up being like in hindsight like a good gift but i had to talk her into it i think 
Man, I don't know. I th I agree with the there's a lot of times you get a gift for a person knowing that they're going to like it, but when other people see it, you're like, yeah, you got her a vacuum cleaner. Like, what are you doing? I think probably the worst gift that we gave my dad one year, we he wanted a new thermos because he always takes coffee to work in a mm -hmm. thermos big coffee guy and we we found this massive thermos <laughs> and we got him it and it's like looking back now it was way too like it's one you yeah. take on like a camping trip you know what it is you know what it is it's like uh -huh. it's like the trucker one yeah exactly mm -hmm. exactly and so mm -hmm. we were like oh this is great dad will take his coffee and we didn't realize it until he pulls it out and he's like he pull he unwraps it and he's sitting there with it and he's trying to kind of be nice about it and oh. go like oh and well, we can like coffee and then it, it, this is to the point where lp was like nah like forget this i'm just gonna like make it known and he was like this thing looks like a bazooka like and so he starts going around with, and he just he made so much fun of us like how much stinking coffee do you yeah, think really. i need you know that's, like, you know, that's one thing that i've because because I've, I've been doing some some driving recently mm -hmm. And I've had so I've had to stop at truck stops. Yeah, that's an interesting world, an interesting uh -huh. world of like the guy who has that six liter <laughs> yeah. like thing that like if you go to like, the Love's truck stop, you could fill it up for eleven cents. Yeah. but it's like who needs that, that much, much Mountain Dew? Yep, <laughs> and it's like ugh. it's an interesting. But yeah, it was to the point where it it was just a couple years ago, so we're all old enough. Like we're not gonna get offended. Like as a kid, you oh thank you so much for this paper mache god awful no, yeah. thing you know well, but it's like it's like when hank brings home art yep it's like it's like for me <laughs> it's there it, yeah here you go it's like <laughs> look, once again here's the here, like it's it's <laughs> art it's like look i think most people are probably gonna look at this and most art critics can be like obviously this is a masterpiece uh-huh but like it holds special meaning for me i'm not gonna go up to hank and be like this is garbage like what are you doing like are you even are you even trying <laughs> But yeah. but yeah, my dad was just like, eh, you're old enough. I'm going to tell y'all how dumb y'all are for buying me a trucker thermos so I can take it 20 minutes to my job, <laughs> where there's also a coffee pot there. <laughs> Lance is an unapologetic truth teller, <laughs> yeah, and I appreciate it. Was, it. it was great. Right. Sorry for the thermos LP. <laughs> That's going to do it for us. Thanks for spending a little bit of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Campbells, And of course, see us at texasfootball.com. Thanks for joining us on this broadcast week. We're not going to do another show tomorrow, and we're not going to do another show Sunday. I refuse. For Ashley Pickle, I'm Greg Tupper. Vince Young, please get your Player of the Year trophy. We'll see you Monday on Texas Football Today.